This is Reality Realty. The views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate brokerage, or of any other realtor. There simply are views and opinions at this time. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult with a professional when buying or selling your home. Typically, the largest financial investment we make, it should be a safe sanctuary where we re-energize to face another day, where we build family, create memories, and more and more often, where we even work from. With so much invested, Reality Realty serves to help you know your local real estate market, the transaction process, as well as the best way to protect, maintain, and grow your personal real estate investment, which is your home. Right now, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Our province and our town is in a state of emergency. Some people are asking, why do I still see homes being listed for sale? Why are people inviting strangers to go through their homes to view and vice versa? Why are potential buyers going into strangers' homes for viewings? Today, we're examining the real estate controversy surrounding COVID-19, the coronavirus. And joining me in my home office bunker this morning is Carol Ann Bryant. And Carol Ann is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Thanks for joining me, Carol Ann. Good morning. I do believe I was your only choice for a guest since I am the only person you are allowed to be face-to-face with. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> sort of a... A captive, I'm being held hostage. You're 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 definitely a captive um, guest. Yes. Co-host, co-host rather, and but not a reluctant guest. I'm happy no. to do this. Yeah. Not happy under the circumstances we're going through, but no. I always enjoy being a guest on your show. And here we are. Here we're we pre- are. Pre-recording for the safety of the people who are at the broadcasting station and they're essential people that need to be there to keep yes. it going. So uh, we're recording from our home office. Yeah, folks like us don't have to be there and shouldn't be there and if if we can do it like this, that's better for them. It's better for us. Yeah, people might get tired of hearing the two of us over the next few months though if it has to just be you and me. I don't know. We'll find it. We'll try and keep it interesting, folks. Yeah. And it took me a while. We had quite a few replays at the station because I was trying to learn this equipment. Yes. And figure it out. Had this equipment installed three years ago, approximately. Wow. Okay. And I used it twice early. And And then then three years later. Yeah. And you know what? YouTube videos are fantastic. Sure. And you know, I've been watching a lot of them to try and. You're a big fan. 
to yeah to try and learn how to use this equipment. But the thing is, I kept falling asleep. This is like really boring stuff to learn how to use this broadcast equipment. Well, and if we were to have a, a, a visual of the room we're in right now, you have padded the room with every spare pillow in our house to create sound dampening. And it's it's one of the most quiet rooms in our house right now. And, and I could fall asleep. But it sounds in good room. in here, doesn't it? Well, you can't. It's we'll we'll quiet. find out. We'll find it's out quiet. when this airs on Thursday morning if all my strategies worked. Well, we have a clock ticking, so yeah. maybe you'll hear that clock ticking. But other than that, it's pretty darn quiet in here. Yeah. So I can see how you would get sleepy. Anyways, now now here we go. Uh -huh. And we're, we're going to be doing this weekly. And we have this uh, show today around the controversies of right. the coronavirus as it pertains to real estate. And I don't know how it's going to go here. I think this could end up being a two-part show. Might be because I wanted to talk about some of the changes in the mortgage industry as well, mm -hmm. which are ever-changing on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah. it seems. So we got we got a serious topic here today yes. and maybe even next week. But let's begin today's show with a snapshot for April 2nd. 2020 and it's a look at the residential real estate market in Northumberland County and and also please keep in mind because we are pre-recording we're building the show on Sundays and Mondays and recording around then the stats are just a few days early so there have been 102 single-family residential sales over the past month and that's continuing a five-week downward trend in sales it's leaving us with an increased inventory of 355 residential listings for sale. And the average selling price of successful sales over the past year is approximately $458,000. If we break that average sale price down into communities, we can see that the average residential sale price for Coburg over the past year has been $485,000 in the town of Port Hope, $458,000 and the town of Brighton, $415,000 for the average sale price. During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of the list price in a market time of 48 days. Northumberland County, we are still in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 29% based on the past month's sales trend. Uh, also worth noting is that this week is the fifth week in a row with a declining absorption rate, meaning we're just moving towards a balanced market and who knows where this goes, maybe moving towards a buyer's market. And that also means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately three and a half months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. Northumberland County condos. We have an inventory of 22 condos actively for sale here in Northumberland County with 106 condos having been sold over the past year. The average selling price has been $392,000 and on average these sold condos have received 98% of their list price in a market time of 46 days. Million dollar listings. We have an inventory of 33 
residential million dollar listings actively for sale right here in Northumberland County with $21 million listings having been sold over the past year. The average selling price has been $1,168,000 and on average these million dollar properties have received 93% of their list price in a market time of 65 days. Uh, you don't have to worry about jotting these uh, stats down. If this is something you're interested in, uh, we also publish end-of-month stats on my website. That's at dalebryant.ca. And I also put them on uh, the social media pages. So please check me out on Facebook and Twitter if you were interested in those stats. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from CoreLogic's matrix system. And Matrix is a local realtor component of the MLS system. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific to the property type you're dealing with. You want it to be specific to the price band you're looking at. And what do you do? You talk to your local realtor and they'll help you understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Carol Ann. Mortgage rates. Tell us about mortgage rates. Oh, yeah. So we'll talk about this later, but uh, there's been significant increases since you last did a live show. But you can get five-year fixed as low as 2.84% and a five-year variable as low as prime plus 0.1. And so prime, prime has dropped since we last spoke because the Bank of Canada has dropped the overnight lending rate. So Prime has dropped from 3.95%, which was the last time we did a live show, mm -hmm. to 2.45%. But because the banks have adjusted their discounts on Prime to go from Prime minus to Prime plus, your interest rate would be mm -hmm. Prime plus 0.1. Uh, your interest rate would be 2.55%. They're still low rates. Yeah. They, they've just climbed up significantly since the last live show. Well, thank you for the rates. And as always, the mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And that, folks, is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. Carol Ann, the first thing I want to do here, I know we're inundated with news on the coronavirus, mm -hmm. what's happening locally, what's happening in the States, what's happening around the world. But I just wanted to do some highlights, just some timeline <laughs> highlights, low lights. Just uh, look at some basic things in a, in a chronological order and, and then get into how this is affecting us. So on December 31st, 2019, the World Health Organization was informed of an unknown pneumonia-like sickness detected in the city of Wuhan, China. Uh, Wuhan has a population uh, just a little over 11 million people and the suspected origin of this virus was a seafood poultry type market there in Wuhan, mm -hmm. December 31st. January 7th, the virus was identified as being a new strain and it was named 2019 NCoV. And they found it belonged to the coronavirus family, which includes SARS and actually the common cold. Okay. 
uh, later on, it would be renamed on February 11th. It would be renamed to COVID-19 as we refer to it today by the World Health Organization. You can catch it by inhaling airborne virus or by touching contaminated surfaces and then proceeding to touch around your eyes, nose, or mouth. And interestingly enough, when I look on different studies online, Mm -hmm. finding out what's the average time, amount of times that we will touch our face. And depending on the study, it's anywhere from 16 to 23 times per hour. Per hour. And and we, we most often don't even realize we're touching our faces. Of course not. No. And so when you think you're trying not to, mm-hmm. you, you might consciously avoid a couple times, but you'll find you touched it when you didn't even think you did. On January 30th, COVID-19 total case count surpassed that for SARS. And on that same day, January 30th, the World Health Organization declared the outbreak was a global public health emergency. Interesting thing about this virus, Caroline, is uh, incubation time. Mm -hmm. One to 14 days. Right. So incubation time meaning? You're contagious during that time, but Mm -hmm. you're asymptomatic. You're not experiencing any symptoms. Right, exactly. So, So for... One day to 14 days, you can be walking around feeling 100% and be highly contagious, right. spraying the virus. So typical symptoms, tiredness, fever, dry cough, difficulty breathing. And a common one is lack of smell. Yes, Have you heard that, that was one? A, yeah, that's a new one that they're finding a lack of smell and um, lack of appetite. Mm-hmm. Uh, taste was loss of taste i thought i read something about loss of taste as well but what was it i thought it was possibly uh, i don't but know i don't know the, that's a Anyways, new that's a new one it's uh and, are, and maybe i maybe i'm confused with taste and smell i don't know no was uh, it the both? smell loss okay. of smell is definitely one the okay. new one and but the interesting thing also is as deadly as this virus is some people have next to no symptoms they won't even know they ever have it. Some people have symptoms that are so light, they, they would just think possibly they have a common cold or this is around allergy season here. and Which and, is what... And it can be mistaken <coughs> for allergies. Excuse me, what I'm experiencing right now, mm-hmm. well, allergy season. So Because you're used to it. I have a runny nose. I will often get a sore throat. I'll have trouble breathing, depending. So, I mean, for me, I'm always assessing every day. Yeah. Is this typical allergy? I mean, I, I'm not. And you can say, you can say it, all it is is allergies because it's the same thing you have every year. But unless you get tested, you will never know. And nobody's going to test you because you don't answer all the questions correctly to qualify for a test. That's correct. Yeah. Timeline. March 11th, the World Health Organization declares COVID-19 a pandemic. A global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Six days later, uh, Ontario enacted a declaration of emergency and instructed us all to implement social distancing measures and stay at home. Next day, March 18, for the first time, no new domestic cases reported in China. So that was about 11 weeks after the World Health Organization was notified that there was this pneumonia-like sickness going around right and so obviously it built up a bit at that point 
mm-hmm. were notified, mm-hmm. and it took 11 weeks before they ran their course. Well, not, not fully ran their course, but just didn't report any new cases. March 19, town of Coburg declares a state of emergency. March 23rd, Justin Trudeau sternly addresses the country and says this, and this is in quotes, we've all seen the pictures online of people who seem to think they're invincible. Well, you're not. Enough is enough. Go home and stay home. This is what we all need to be doing. Global cases as of March 31st, and this will change when we're broadcasting here, but as of March 31st, we had globally 854,000 cases, 42,000 deaths. Here in Canada, we had 8,505 cases with 101 deaths. Quebec is the province that's been hit the hardest here, right? followed followed by Ontario. Mm-hmm. But then there's a controversy, first controversy maybe here. Apparently, Ontario is reporting their cases differently than Quebec. So how would the numbers look? Would we still be second to Quebec? I don't know. Hmm. But that, <clears throat> like everything with this virus and these times, things are changing daily. Right. Controversies. That was, I guess that, that was not officially the first controversy I was going to talk about, but it is controversial. And any other thing before we go any further, Caroline, I just like to thank all the healthcare workers and first responders who are on the front lines. And I know we've heard this over and over. You listen to the news, you listen, no matter where you listen, people are thanking uh, these brave people and uh, people putting everything out on the line for us and so if it gets tired, too bad. Thank you. We're, we're grateful. Yeah, so grateful. We're grateful. We ourselves have a daughter who's a nurse mm-hmm. and she's just started her career in nursing and boy oh boy, those girls in her class. Guys and girls. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking of her group of yeah. friends that were part of her friend group while she was in university. This is just uh, something they never would have expected to start their career off. Lots of things to consider now, but we're definitely extremely grateful for those people. Absolutely. We'll get into controversy one then before break. Let's take our break first, and then we'll get into our first controversy. And so, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty coming to you from the bunker office broadcasting hub of my house. You've been listening to Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk and join us after this break. And we are going to get into some of the very heated, and that's no exaggeration, controversies of the coronavirus and real estate. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And my co-host this morning is Carol Ann Bryant. And Carol Ann is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And Carol Ann, before the break, we basically 
just got into a, a timeline of the events right. that happened with this uh, with this coronavirus, and the shows on controversies that surround uh, the coronavirus and real estate because there are some heated disagreements. Yeah, there's some. Uh, I'm I'm seeing some on social media, some debates going back and forth. But uh, let's get into the first one. Real estate brokerage brokers and sales reps are deemed an essential service by the province of Ontario. Do all realtors agree? And what does that really mean? Okay, well, an essential service, what does it really mean? And that's where the controversy is. Yeah. Because it's going to mean something different for everyone. Because, well, one of your questions is, do all realtors agree? And no, they don't all agree. Some some would say we're, we're not a, an essential service at all. And some would say, you know, for the most part, we're not. But every now and again, what we do is essential. And then others would just say, yeah, we're, we're essential. People need homes and everybody has a right to have a shelter. And so we're essential. They don't all agree. Right. And, and so what does it really mean? I think it basically means... You could just say, is doing a, a purchase or sale right now equal to, on the priority list, uh, you know, equal to that of the dangers being taken to do it? So it involves going into homes and it involves, it involves not social distancing. It involves be, having strangers come into your home if you're selling. And we'll get into it later about okay. best practices, safety procedures. We can get into it later. And how effective are they really? And then, so for the seller, you don't know who's in your home. If you're listing it because you want to sell it, I would think you're expecting people need to come into your home to find out if it's the right home and if, if it's worth what you're saying it's worth. And then if you're the buyer, you're going into a stranger's home and you don't know what kind of condition they're in. Or are they in that 14-day incubation time and they don't even know it themselves? So so there's dangers here. There's life and death dangers here, but essential. Are you Have you been in default on your mortgage for some time and the bank or the lender is just about to uh, take over your home and you're about to lose it all? Now, through this virus time and this self-isolation, we're all suffering. Everybody's suffering. People are doing without. People are financially suffering. They're emotionally and mentally suffering. That's across the board. So if you planned on selling your home or buying a home right now, you too will be suffering. If you're about to lose your home and change your life going forward and and you can take a, a terrible situation and salvage it somewhat by selling right now, okay, that's likely essential. And I don't think many people would disagree. Uh, yeah. Or if you had sold your home. Right. And you've sold it you with a firm agreement, firm agreement, no condition. You, you sold it with no condition that you find a home. Right. Which is a common condition to have that as a safety. But you didn't put it in there and you have to find one because you need shelter. Well, you've somehow made that essential. Right. Or vice versa. If you've. Uh, if you've purchased a home unconditionally, 
and you haven't sold yours yet, which, my goodness. Uh, happens, but yeah. Doing some dice rolling. And so you've put yourself in this position where you have to sell it. Well, I guess it's become, and, and you can't carry two homes. It, you've made that. You've created a situation where that's essential. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's other scenarios too. Uh, if if somebody, if you had a firm deal to sell and a firm deal to buy and your buyer has breached contract for whatever reason, now all of a sudden you haven't, you don't have your home for sale. Yeah, you can go back and sue, but right now you need to try and sell it quick so that you don't get sued on the other end. Right. So that's where I think we're talking about essential and how this is an essential job. What what do you think? I would totally agree with you. This is not the time for people who were thinking it would be nice to move this year and it's not a necessity or somebody who is investing in real estate and thought, hmm, maybe I'll pick up some, take advantage of people that are having to put their house up for sale because they can't make their mortgage payments. Yeah. I, 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 I don't agree with that. I mean, this is something we have never gone through before. We've not experienced this. There are, I think we're going to look back when all of this is over. Mm-hmm. And there's hopefully lessons that will be learned. I think in the beginning, there were people that didn't realize the seriousness of this. Even I think health officials were quite surprised at how rapidly this was spreading. They were taken aback by how rapidly it was spreading. So, you know, again, I have a problem with if we're supposed to stay home and just only go out if you if you need food. Essentials. Now, yeah, essentials. You're absolutely right. Somebody walking into your home, and it doesn't matter if they say, oh, well, you can, you know, just two people. Two people go into the house at a time. That doesn't matter. One of them could be carrying the carrying the virus and have no symptoms. And just because there's only two of you in the house, the other person is at risk now. And like you said, I think we're going to get into this later. Those people are in your home. And how do you now protect your family after that showing is over and you need to come back into your home? How do you protect yourself? And, and here is where, here's where the controversy comes in. I mean, the controversy already exists, but where it becomes even more real is there are people who realize the gravity of all this. And yes. maybe, maybe they know someone, maybe they've lost someone close or they know of somebody who has passed. And, and they're, seeing, they're seeing signs going up in their neighborhoods. And they're maybe a neighbor. And, and they're, they're getting mad. Mm-hmm. They're getting mad because they're questioning the authenticity about this sale being authentic. <laughs> yeah. and, and we need to be careful about that. Because we don't know somebody else's business we don't know what's going on behind the scenes so it it would be very easy to get your nose out of joint and start passing judgment but the reality is people will because they are because we're we're reading about this i'm i'm hearing people talk about this i'm seeing it on social media they're they're paying attention they're taking pictures 
They're getting upset. They're taking pictures of people coming into a home. And and so, you know, that's that's part of the controversy because then, yeah. I mean, who knows? Does it get ugly? Do you, do you start getting people resenting one another and things like that? So... Well, and up until maybe this point where where I think it should be clear at this point with all of the news that we are getting, it should be clear to every single person that this is extremely serious. This is literally life and death for people. And mm-hmm. we are now seeing, uh, well, sorry, hearing on the news mm-hmm. of young people that are dying because in the beginning it was like it seemed to be it was affecting elderly people and then um people with compromised people with compromised immune immune systems systems. or pre-existing health conditions uh then as time went on we were starting to see people uh middle-aged uh actually read something um i'm not sure when i read (laughs) read it but our age group your and my age group was starting to be the highest percentage of people that were presenting with with the illness Mm mm-hmm but we've also seen a lot of young people uh, that have passed from this. So at this point, everybody should realize that this is serious. This is nothing to be messed around with. So don't go out house shopping on the weekend because you're bored. If somebody is still... Well, I don't think anybody's doing that. No, I don't. I don't. I, okay, I are really... open houses still being held? No, and we're, we're going to get into oh, okay. that. Like, I'm trying not to get too ahead of ourselves here, but... But I don't think that's happening, that people are just being amused by it. But, uh, I mean, on on the day I put this show together, um, which was Sunday, I looked over the past seven days of activity. And and over the past seven days, previous to Sunday, mm-hmm. we had 38 newly posted residential listings in our county. Right. <clears throat> so, were they all essential? Uh, were were these sellers in a dire situation to sell? We'll never know. No, uh, were was it was it business as usual? Uh, were these essential listings? And 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 I mentioned business as usual because Rico, the uh, Real Estate Council of Ontario, they're saying essential transactions only, not business as usual. Yeah. And and you have been told that by your broker of record as well. We yep. were on a we were on a video call. But and not and, not business as usual. No. Don't be operating as if nothing's going on. Exactly. And and on that same day I took a look. So that was the newly posted listings. And then on that same day I, I thought, well, how many have sold over these past seven days? homes yeah not including commercial i'm not including vacant I'm land just doing residential um, homes. just residential homes where you have to enter into somebody's home mm-hmm. and uh and 21 we had 21 sales wow. over that uh, week and so if they were all essential you know i'm just surprised at i'm not saying they weren't but it's just surprising at how many are are really essential eye-opening and so Realtors are making these decisions, whether they're working in these conditions or not, and buyers and sellers are making decisions whether they're being involved in this or not. Well, I would have to guess, I I would have to think too that at some point, and maybe you're going to get into this, that the house values are going to start dropping. And so anybody who doesn't need to sell 
it wouldn't be wise to put their house up right now because they're going to lose value. They're going to lose equity. Like they, they're not going to sell for what they could have sold for had we not been in a in a global pandemic. Yeah, and and I I reported on the snapshot. It was um, over the past year on sale prices, which actually over the past year still was showing. It was uh, prices were up there, but when I look month to month, yeah, I'm seeing. Well, I'm I'm looking every week, and so every week I can tell like we're five weeks in a row where, you know, there's been changes in the stats, and actually this past week was the first week I actually saw it saw the house prices going down. Another interesting thing, though, on a brighter side, over the past seven days in 2019, we had 53 sales, not 21. So sales are definitely down. Yes. But, you know. There's still activity There's happening. still considerable activity. So you have to make a decision for yourself, but if it's not essential... Don't sell, don't buy. Well, Caroline, we're already at our last break. So, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty coming to you from the Bryant's Bunker Broadcasting Center. And join us after this break. And we are going to continue with controversial topics concerning real estate and the COVID 19 virus. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant and my co-host today, Carol Ann Bryant. And today we are looking at, we are talking about what the world is talking about. We are talking about this coronavirus, COVID-19. But in this broadcast, we're talking about how it has affected the real estate industry and mortgage industry and in more particular more particularly the controversy is actually causing within the industry and caroline why don't we do something about the about the financing uh right now people are hot on from what i understand people are hot on looking into getting their mortgage deferred mortgage deferrals the the government, Canadian government, has made an announcement or two or whatever about how how mortgagors, Canadians, will be able to do that. Where are we at? What's the status? Oh yeah, that's a good question. So that was um, that was a can of worms that got opened <laughs> because immediately people thought they could instantly not pay their mortgage for six months. I'm, I'm not sure if some people thought they got out of got out of those payments entirely. Get out of jail card free. Yeah, which is which is not the case at all. And the lenders and banks were just flooded with calls. It was impossible to get through. And I don't even think when that when Trudeau announced that the banks and the the lenders um, it, 
they didn't even have policies in place at that point. They, everybody was scrambling. So even to this day, we are still getting information from uh, some of the lenders we deal with as to how they're handling this. So everybody needs to check with their financial institution, find out what uh, each institution is offering. Uh, some of them are getting a little bit better now. They're, they're creating uh, online systems that you can go in and check off your options you want uh, instead of having to spend hours on the phone. A lot of them are automatically doing like skip a payment. So you can just check that off. You want to skip a payment. So that's just going to cover one month. But realize you still must pay that back. You're, you don't, again, it's just not free. You do have to still pay. This is important. If you pay property taxes with your mortgage payment, that still has to be paid. We're only talking about the principal and interest payment that's skipped. If you have mortgage protection insurance that you pay as well with your with your mortgage payment, that still has to be paid. So it's just your principal and interest. And then there seems to be, you know, various ways that lenders are, are managing this, but it seems to be one of the common things is that, you know, once this is over, your payment doesn't change, but that, that interest and that payment gets tacked on to the end of, of your mortgage. So when you come up for renewal, your balance owing is going to be higher and therefore your mortgage payment will change at that point in time too. So really look into that and see because that interest will accrue over the length of your, which, whatever amount of time you have left on your mortgage, that interest will accrue and you still have to pay it. So, you know, if you are desperate and you need this cash relief, then this is something you have to do. If you have projected, if you're still working or you have some savings and you've looked at your budget and you think you can manage for a couple months, maybe manage for a couple months because this will end up costing you in the end. It isn't free. And then a lot of them are saying after a month, then we'll relook at it again and we'll we'll see about extending it longer. Some institutions are requiring uh, proof of hardship, either uh, a letter saying that you've lost your job, you're, you've been laid off, or if you're self-employed, you present a letter of hardship, you write, you know, what is the case? I have this business, I'm not an essential service, I've been shut down, whatever, you're going to have to do that. So it's not just you phone up and say, I just want six months deferred. There, there's going to be steps you have to follow. And I advise everybody to look into the fine print. Uh, also be aware, although we have been told that this will not impact your credit score, because this is something that we've never had happen before, some institutions are set up that if you miss a payment, it automatically triggers a report to the credit uh, bureau. So you're going to have to be proactive and check your credit score or your bureau and make sure that that's not showing up as a missed payment and impacting your score because then you're going to have to get that sorted out. I would suggest that if you are going to do this, that you request electronic or written confirmation that the payment is being deferred get the employee's name, their, if they have a number, 
employee number, get that, write down the day and the time that you talked to this person. So just document everything. So if just it, good practices for all business. If it goes sideways, if there is a problem with your credit report, then you have all of this in writing and you can prove that this was a result of this virus and that you just weren't being negligent and not paying your mortgage. So we're going to see down the road, we're going to see how this plays out more. You know, it's continuing to change as we go along. Uh, some people have had an easier time getting through to their bank or their lender, and other people are still still struggling. Mm -hmm. Also, be aware that if your mortgage payment is due on the first of the month, you can't call them on the first of the month and say, I, I, need, I need to defer my payment. It, it needs to be at least three to five days before your next payment comes out to give them time to cancel the pre-authorized debit. And by what you're saying, it's hard to get through because they're they're being swamped with calls. So, yes. so don't think, oh yeah, Tuesday I will get at it, I'll phone and I'll get through yeah. and I'll arrange that. No, if you're thinking Tuesday, maybe you better start on Thursday because it may take you a few days of trying to get through. Yeah, I think a lot of them are leaning towards like, you know, uh, well, the banks, online. you can go online and yep. you can go through a portal at that point. And so there's just some some lenders that don't have that set up yet. So you have to make a phone call. Mm -hmm. So how about controversy number two? All right, you let's go for it. That? Okay, so are we ready? Are we ready to get into controversy number two? Absolutely. Okay. Realtors COVID-19 safe best practices, are they enough? Are they being implemented to protect the public for essential transactions? Or are they smoke and mirrors to justify non-essential business? Hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you say? So realtors uh, safe best practices, since this is all started to unfold, they've They've changed. I mean, obviously, they, they've developed over the time that this virus has been in effect and, and realtors are doing their business. Um, one of the first things, safe, uh, safe best practice, would, would have been the uh, no open house. Right. Yeah, so they were, that was one of the things that most everybody agreed with, uh, you know, when they were saying, what was that first? No more than 50 people meeting at a place. And then, and then that number got reduced and then it got reduced again. So they were just saying, okay, we're not going to have an open house where we get a bunch of people in here at the same time. Right. Actually, I think even before an open house, I, I'm thinking back now remembering they were having rules, only so many in the open house at a time. There was, they were, yeah. and even with showings, they weren't allowing back-to-back -back showings or yeah. multiple, like two. Um, yeah, so they were trying to keep people away from each other, yeah. not limit the amount of people that no. go through your home, but how they go through your home. Right. And so that was one of the first things. I mean, no open houses. That I think that's just a no-brainer, you know, in, in this time and I've said it on this show before, open houses are not effective to sell a home. They're effective for a realtor. It's a great way for the listing realtor to get some face time with other potential buyers. But serious buyers aren't waiting for uh, an open house. Anyways, that's that's another topic we've done a couple times. 
Then there was there was talk, one of the best practices, there was talk about realtors actually disinfecting the home, being responsible for leaving out um, gloves and hand sanitizer and uh, and and disinfecting after, after well, everybody went through. Well, all switches were supposed to be left on, right? Well, all the lights that, the that, realtor was no, supposed to turn. No, that developed later. Oh, that this developed is later. later. Oh, okay. So early so on, early it was just... it was just hand sanitizer and... And, and, and disinfecting. Now, there's no... At, at a time where you couldn't get hand sanitizer. At a time that <laughs> gloves and hand sanitizer were like gold. They still are like gold. And so what realtors have been trained in disinfecting and sterilization like we're not no we're not so you know if if that's what you're counting on for your safety you're going to get what you get but do they say get what you get and don't get upset i think so something like that something like that anyways really and truly masks gloves sanitizer this this stuff should be set aside for our our uh people in the medical fields, the front lines, the first responders, the, you know, police services, it, it should, I don't, At I this think point it's a, it should not it's be, a waste on, yeah, on, on people buying and selling a home. I agree. Um, one of the other things that came up was uh, questionnaires and that came up a little later. So, so then all of a sudden, if, if somebody wanted to sell their home and buyers wanted to look through then the realtors would then have a questionnaire and the realtors had to answer it too. And there were questions like, you know, have you traveled? Um, Have you experienced any of the following symptoms? Have you been tested positive, you know, for the virus? Have, have you been in contact with anybody that's tested positive or traveled or yeah. And, and so if you answered these correctly, the realtor, the buyers, um, and you sign it, then you could give it to the seller and the seller would then determine, you know, if that's okay. And, and the sellers had to, you know, their recommendations to get a seller to answer these questions and sign it too. So we're not bringing buyers into an affected home. Um, so you're relying on people telling the truth, yes, but also, which we have found in our industry. Well, people have not been telling sometimes the truth. doesn't happen. <laughs> well, um, but also that that really didn't mean anything, that piece of paper, because as we have discovered and we talked about, you can be contagious for up to two weeks. Yeah. So you can answer that question. No, I, I, I am not sick. I have not been tested positive. But and but you're just a hotbed of of the virus when you walk into that person's house. Or you could be asymptomatic for the entire time. Exactly. Or you could just have allergies like yourself and say no no this is allergies i get them every year and this is exactly how i feel and 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 you're likely right but you don't know unless you've been tested exactly the other thing is limiting the number of people that was another best practice limiting the number of people that would view the home Mm -hmm. and instructing them not to touch anything um and and that's where uh you know the sellers would make sure or the seller's realtor would make sure the doors were all left open, lights all on. They would be eliminating the need for you to touch anything. Well, as we found out in the um, about the uh, face touching too, you don't know you're touching yeah. your face all the time. Uh, you go to put on your shoes 
and do you have to sit down and do you touch the chair or the bench that you're going to, or, or maybe you're doing it from a standstill and do you go and grab the doorknob while you're doing it to balance yourself? Right. And, 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 and you're going to get different people. You're going to have people who are thoughtful and considerate and they're going to be reluctantly going through your home because it is essential for them. They wish they weren't, but they're in an essential yep. situation and they're going to try their best yep. not to touch. Yeah. But like I said, with your face, you don't even know you're touching your face. And then you're, and then you're going to get some people, and, and this is likely and hopefully a minority of people, but they think the issue's blown out of proportion. Yes. And they might say, you know, they might they know what to say on the questionnaire because they're no dummies, and they might answer them all the right way. And maybe, maybe their answers are correct. Um, but they're going to maybe go ahead and do as they please because mm -hmm. you know what? They're there and, and maybe they don't have only the two people. And, and guess what? People are noticing and why? Because there's nowhere to go now. You can't go to the restaurant for a viewing or do you some. You mean the seller. Uh, the when seller. When they have to leave for a viewing, they used to go shopping or visit somebody or whatever. Visit they can't friends, do that family. Now. There's nowhere so to go. So they're sitting in their car. Exactly. Down the road or. And they're watching. They're yeah. watching you go in. They're watching how many people are going in. And the people and with cameras in their house are watching what you're doing. And the, yes. And so many people with surveillance cameras nowadays and they know what they're doing. And and brokerages are getting complaints because yes. sellers are being specific. These are the conditions in which people can come through my home. And they're finding out either through their own surveillance cameras or neighbors, the neighbors or themselves parking out. But on the road, they're finding out this isn't the case, and there's a controversy. Right. But Caroline, yeah, we're we're already done a show. Okay, we have so much more to do. We're gonna okay. we're gonna do coronavirus part two, and I think that should wrap it up. We'll do that next week. But thank you for joining me uh, for this broadcast. You're welcome. And folks, uh, thank you to the listeners for spending this time with us. If you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca i'm an active real estate broker with royal lepage pro alliance realty brokerage and don't forget to join me next thursday morning from 11 a.m until 12 noon for reality realty on northumberland 89.7 fm truly local radio until next week folks <laughs>